Good morning, everybody. My name is Richard Jeanty. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting black people worldwide. Today's topic is the flexibility and adjustability of black people worldwide. I'll get into it so that there's more clarity on the subject. But one of the main things I want to talk about this morning is the fact that white people have been on the same page as it relates to black people worldwide. When you look at what's going on in America, I need black people to understand that whatever we're suffering, whatever issues that we're dealing with here they are not exclusive to America whatever's happening in England they are not exclusive to England whatever's happening in France they are not they are not exclusive to France whatever's happening in the Netherlands in any other country where you find black people they are not exclusive to that particular area okay we need to go all the way back to slavery to understand the practice of white supremacy a lot of us don't understand white supremacy because we don't go back enough to our history to get a better understanding remember the enslavers slash colonizers included the portuguese the spaniards the Dutch, um, the French, the British, the Americans, and so on. But if you notice something that is similar to them, they all use the same tactics. Whether you were in Haiti, which, which was a French island, or Martinique, Guadeloupe, St. Lucia, all these French islands, these are islands that were taken over by Napoleon, or if you were in Grenada, Trinidad, Jamaica, islands that were taken by the British or if you were in Brazil where Africans were sent by the Portuguese it doesn't matter they all use the same tactic meaning they were on code white people have always been on code when it comes to black subjugation it's as if these people have a conference call and they tell one another, this is how we're going to treat these Negroes worldwide because the practice is absolutely the same. One of the main reasons why black people don't connect is because black people, for the most part, don't travel the world enough. We don't make an effort to go see how things are in Africa, in the Caribbean, in Brazil. And some those of us who do travel, when we get to our destination, all of a sudden, we want to adopt this white privilege attitude when we're around our own people. We want to act like we're a tourist. We're too good for this. We're too good for that. We know most of the time, a lot of people stay at the resort when you stay in a resort 
you have no idea what's going on with the people, particular people in, in the country that you're visiting. I'm a world traveler. I've been to a lot of countries from the Caribbean to Africa. And I'm just tired, man. I'm tired of seeing what these people are doing to us and how, oh my God, when I tell you how uniform their practices are, you wouldn't believe it. It's not surprising to me that we have all these uh, protests around the world about George Floyd. George Floyd is not the only victim of police brutality. It's happening in England. It's happening in France. It's happening in the Netherlands. Portugal. The same thing. Brazil. It's happening everywhere for black people. And the problem with black people is we continue to adjust and be flexible to everything that these people do to us. The flexibility and adjustability to white supremacy is what's destroying the the fiber of black people. First of all, our forefathers adjusted not just to their culture, their language, their religion, but to everything that they forced upon us. Which included free labor. Which included corporal punishment. Which included bondage. We've always been flexible. And adjustable. To everything that white people do to us. We have not risen. That is the major problem. Once we start traveling around the world, we'll have a better understanding as to how white people are able to do what they're doing to black people worldwide. And don't get me wrong. This doesn't just happen in countries like France, you know, developed countries where black people are either immigrants or they were forced, they were brought there against their will. No, this actually happens in independent nations, sovereign nations like Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad, and many countries in Africa. You see, most of the time, when they're talking about like poverty and stuff like that in the Caribbean, you always have these white people pointing to Haiti. And one of the reasons why is because they want to make sure black people, especially those people who don't understand their history at all, they want to make sure their mind is stained with the fact that Haiti is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere, which they always allude to. They allude to that because 
they are the reason for that. If you look at Jamaica, the Bahamas, Barbados, and all these other countries in the Caribbean, if you've traveled to these countries, St. Martin, if you've ever traveled to these countries, when you get to these countries, you will understand why Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, according to them. But how can a country be the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere when they have about $120 billion worth of oil that these white supremacists have been trying to take over for the last 30 years? They have another $20 billion in gold. They have bauxites, right? They have uh, copper. It's a lot of resources. But you know why? Because Haiti cannot be self-sustaining if white people continue to do what they're doing. When you look at the other islands, as I said, you will notice those are destination spots, destination hubs for white people. They want to go to Jamaica and create an oasis for themselves. They don't care about the poverty that's outside their resort. You look at DR. Most of the businesses in DR, they are not owned by Dominicans. They're owned by foreign entities. Meaning their country is being run by outsiders. That's what they've been trying to do to Haiti. They're doing the same thing over in Africa. They want to take, take over the gold mine, the diamond mines, the oil. They want to take all of that over. But you have to understand their uniformity because they all do it together. They're all on the same page when it's just like slavery. When slavery happened, it is as if these white people sat down at a table and devised a plan how they were all going to get involved and divided Africa into territories that they wanted to own. And they came to an agreement. This is what we're going to do, and we're going to continue to do it until these people wake up, if they ever wake up. Like I said, when you're looking at the situation with George Floyd, the police shootings, the brutality and the injustice, the cops not going to prison, it's not just happening in America. It's going on in Brazil. It's going on in in London. It's going on in Paris. It's going on in Denmark. It's going on all over the world. So these people are uniform. They're uniform because they've managed to make us flexible and adjustable to their power, to their racism. To their imperialism. We have not risen. (laughs) 
Your eyes are not going to be open to your own brutality until you start traveling the world. A lot of people like to uh, quote Malcolm X. They want to read about Malcolm X, but they don't understand that Malcolm X was not enlightened until he left America and started to travel abroad. I'm not talking about traveling as a tourist. Anybody can pick up, you know, book a flight, a quick trip to Jamaica for what, six, seven hundred dollars to stay at a resort. I'm not talking about that type of trip. I'm talking about the types of trip that you need to take to get connected with a different population of black people that are struggling and their struggles are very similar to your own. But you will not make the connection if the minute you land in these countries, you suddenly develop a sense of privilege because white people have made you feel that way. They don't make you feel that way here. But when you get there, all of a sudden you want to be American. All of a sudden you want to be British. You want to be French. You want to be whatever it is that you want to be, except for African, except for whatever it is that you're supposed to be. You understand? You have to be able to connect with your people. If you don't connect with people, black people, you're always going to feel that your situation is better than theirs. How was slavery in America any different than slavery in Brazil? How was slavery in Haiti any different than slavery in the Dominican Republic or Cuba? It wasn't. As a matter of fact, without Haiti, without the Haitian Revolution, slavery would have lasted probably up till now. Jean-Jacques Dessalines was buying the freedom of Africans being brought to America and other islands. He was offering white people money so these people can come to Haiti to live a free life. White people don't want you to know your history. We're just now talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma in the national media. Do you know how many black people that have never heard of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street? I was shocked to see black people from Oklahoma, from Tulsa, who had never heard about Greenwood. They lived there, went to school there their whole entire lives. They were never taught that. They were never taught that there was a thriving city built by black people. It's the same thing they're doing now to Haiti. 
They've been doing it to Haiti. And guess what? Black people are flexible to their history. They adjust easily to white people tell them. We all saw the story of Nat Turner. Nate Parker, a black man. He's the one that did that movie. Instead of having the reality, the truth as to why Nat Turner revolted in America, he decided to change the narrative because he was flexible and adjustable to Hollywood. Nat Turner was never inspired by no Bible. Nat Turner's revolution was inspired by the Haitian revolution. But that was kept out of the movie because white people don't want you to have the kind of pride that would help you to rise up against them. Danny Glover has been trying to make a movie about the Haitian revolution in Hollywood for the last 20 years. How come the movie is not made? Why does Hollywood continue to prevent a movie about the Haitian Revolution to be made? You know why? Because black people are flexible and adjustable. It shouldn't just be Danny Glover trying to make a movie about a group of people that impacted life of black people in America how many different versions of movies have we seen about Mandela in South Africa and apartheid how many we, we run I mean every actor in Hollywood has played Mandela pretty much you know why because That particular type of story continues to elevate white supremacy because during apartheid, the white people was running, they were running South Africa. The flexibility comes in the form, in the sense that black folks in Hollywood are not willing to lose their careers their livelihood their connections to make a movie about a country that would present black people with valor it doesn't matter whether Spike Lee we want to say Spike Lee is uh, uh, political and, and a host of other people in Hollywood Ava you know Every movie that you see about black people, 12 Years a Slave, uh, The Maid, whatever, The, the Help, the, the Butler, whatever. I mean, subservient movies. They, how many have they made? How long are we going to be flexible to that bullshit? How long are we con- going to continue to be 
adjustable to what white people dictate that we can do. I was so looking forward to the Nat Turner story when Nate Parker decided to do it. But the story wasn't based on truth. You all are over here thinking or absorbing the bullshit that white people tell you about the Emancipation Proclamation. The Emancipation Proclamation had everything to do with the Haitian Revolution. Of course, that's not going to be in your history books here. I had to go to South Africa to talk to some people to find out that Jesse Owens was actually invited to dinner by Hitler when he went to that Olympic in Germany. But the U.S. history books will tell you something different. Jesse Owens wasn't even welcome at the White House when he came back after he won a gold medal in Germany for this country. The lies that you're hearing from Trump, the lies that you hear every time a cop fill out a police report uh, about what happened, these are the lies that white people tell you on a daily basis. These are the lies they use to continue to force you into a flexible position and for you to adjust your attitude and your way of life to their subjugation of you. When you know better, you do better. It's as simple as that. I feel like black people feel that they are weak and capable. They have to work within the confines of racism. The confines of white supremacy. The confines of white imperialism. If that is the case, if you so fear that, why do you think that white people are so afraid of the growth of the black population. They're trying to instill a certain type of fear in you because they know you have the ability to rise against them. Until you develop the type of courage that is necessary to demand as opposed to begging to demand your true liberty as a man they will always suppress you with white supremacy you see what happens with Facebook Twitter, Instagram. Well, I don't know about y'all, 
I'm always getting suspended. I've been trying to raise money to build our own social media site for a while now. I've been talking about I have a lot of my money invested in it already. But you know what? Because black people are so flexible and adjustable, they rather complain about being suspended from Facebook. They would rather complain about being shut down on Twitter. They would rather complain being shut down on Instagram instead of creating their own. Black people talk about the NBA, the NFL, and all these other leagues, right? Instead of creating their own league, they continue to complain about how white owners are treating them. You had your own Negro League, right? You turn around and sold out. Your flexibility and adjustability will always force you into a second class status you're always going to have to submit to them you are not establishing any type of position of power this goes for the African countries the Caribbean countries where they allow white people to come in and dictate their elections who should be their leaders you can't be that flexible you can't be that adjustable to white supremacy we have to learn to stand and we have to stand together White people are power hungry. The more power you allow them to have, the more that you're going to be marginalized by them. At some point, history will repeat itself. History will repeat itself because black people have become too flexible and adjustable well they've always been that way but we are becoming more and more flexible and adjustable because a lot of us are delusional enough to believe that white people have come along they have not y'all act like they weren't White people having black children during slavery. Just because you see interracial couples, a few interracial couples here and there, oh yeah, white people have come a long way. They have not. You're talking about a 1% population of people who might sympathize with you. You see Biden telling you whatever the hell you want to hear because he's trying to be president. You don't think he's he's a racist like Trump. So you adjust. 
Because he understand your flexibility to bullshit. Because other black politicians and prominent black people are also flexible to that bullshit. So he uses them. To force you to adjust to whatever bullshit he's going to introduce. If he becomes president. But this is the position that we put ourselves in. We don't connect. There's a disconnect among black people. I want to build a site called the free black world. To make sure that black people understand what it is to be free. What it is to control your own destiny. What it's like to have a a superpower, an army that can fight back. If something were to happen to black people here in America, in England, in France, in, in, in Germany, in Belgium. You know, all these racist former colonizers where black people are living. Where can black people run to? We cannot run anywhere. Because we don't have a formidable army anywhere that can protect us from them. So we would have to do what the Haitians did. Guerrilla style. That is our only option. The slaves in Haiti had no option. No other option. But to become guerrilla fighters in order to gain their freedom. We don't understand what freedom is because we are under this delusion and illusion that white people have come a long way. That is the major, major obstacle. That black folks need to overcome mentally. That's my podcast for the day. Hope y'all had a have a good week. Take care of yourself, your health, and your family. Mm-hmm.